0: good morning friends it is Gary Morris from the DLC Group of Companies head office. I am absolutely delighted this morning to have a very special guest uh, a friend of mine who has been a icon in the uh, loan officer lending real estate training coaching business for gosh more than 25 years now um, best-selling author of, of 17 books uh, you can find all this information on hightrust.com. He's not only an author, but a speaker. He's a CEO. Um, A few of his notable books that I've really enjoyed, High Trust Selling, Time Traps, Ten Golden Rules of Customer Service, uh, Wealth Strategies, uh, The $6,000 Egg, and and, and many, many, many others. Got a brand new program called uh, Connect, and I think the title of his new program, Connect, is is really really well named because now more than ever before is the time to uh, connect he's also been running sales mastery uh, an awesome event in the u.s for i think 24 25 years now so uh, i want to on behalf of all of you welcome uh, a really wonderful individual uh, my friend mr todd duncan todd good morning good
1: morning gary good to be with you my dear friend and uh, excited uh, about the impact you're making in in Canada for brokers and agents and uh, it's just fun to follow you and uh, congrats on your success. Excited to be well, here today.
0: Yeah I, I you know what it's uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this today but it's, it's all about our people and I've I've been pinching myself for such a long time because we've assembled such an amazing team in the Canadian mortgage space. Uh, they honestly make me look good and I'm just a, a really 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 fortunate guy. Uh, so, so, Todd, uh, you're, you're in Laguna, uh, Laguna Beach. Um, we're in the middle of this, you know, sort of COVID-19 crisis. Uh, I think Canada has probably fared better than the uh, U.S. Um, obviously, you speak to and coach hundreds of thousands over the years, uh, mortgage professionals, loan officers, work with many realtors. From uh, your perspective, uh, tell us what's going on and how COVID-19 has, has affected the industry and also the mindset of, of Americans.
1: Yeah. Well I th- I don't think it's just Americans. I think it's sure. you know it's every it's everybody. But um <clears throat> you know, from my perspective, every breakdown produces an opportunity for a breakthrough. And it doesn't matter whether it's a pandemic, it doesn't matter if it's a business mistake or a financial failure or a market shift or any of those things whatever is happening is happening for a reason. And I think the the most important thing is to understand we don't always know the reason, but there's two things that I absolutely know for sure. Whenever you're going through something difficult, you should be growing through that same thing that's difficult. And so if we talk about COVID-19 and we talk about unanticipated events, the domino effect, the chain reaction, what can you control, what can you not control, right? And if you don't focus on what you can control, what you can't control overtakes you. It overtakes your mindset, overtakes your stamina, overtakes your even confidence and belief. And so the, the important thing is to, to grow through it, right? Any difficulty that we have, if we grow through it, then we learn from it and we can be better because of it. So in my mind, COVID-19 presents an opportunity for innovation. It presents an opportunity for recalibration. It presents an opportunity for even redistributing uh, talent within your organization. It presents an opportunity to to go deeper with your business partnerships and your relationships, brokers to agents, agents to buyers and sellers. I mean, every opportunity that is difficult is an opportunity for greatness. And there's no minimization at all of COVID deaths or any of that. But I'm gonna tell you with absolute certainty, How you go through a market is more important than the market you're in, period, end of story. When I started doing loans, we were in the worst economy that the nation had ever had, except for the Great Depression. Interest rates were up at 20%. You know, unemployment was 13%. Consumer confidence was at an all-time low. We were in the middle of a recession. And there's, there's two things that happen in a recession. You either get excited about it, or you become afraid of it. And what I decided to do is I said, you know, everybody else is afraid of it. Why don't I be positive about it? Why don't I choose positivity? And that optimism mindset, right? And so I had a button made up. It was about this big, Gary, three inches or so uh, circumference. And it said, rumor has it we're in a recession. I'm not participating. And all I did was say to the world, you know, everybody can be down in the dumps. Everybody can be what well, was me. Everybody can be, these are tough times. I'm going to choose a different course of action. I'm going to choose to acknowledge Most people think we're in a recession. I'm not playing. I am not (laughs) participating. So So it's it's the choice during COVID on what do you choose to focus on? Mm -hmm. And for us, it's innovation. We're in the event business. You want to talk about getting slammed when all of a sudden for 55 days, every event you had scheduled is canceled. You think about, I don't know, we're in phase four, I think, in California. You can't bring events back until maybe 2021. So what do you do? Well, you innovate. You innovate, you create, you develop, you change. That's all that, that you know. No. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not minimizing the pan pandemic. Yeah, but no. Well, what I'm suggesting is how we go through things determines how we get through it.
0: Yeah, and we're going to speak a little bit later about uh, about mindset. But you know, in, in many ways, as I've said before with the exception of sickness and death and job loss and that sort of stuff. I mean, I think yeah. this is one of the greatest opportunities, certainly in my lifetime. I mean, I've been more productive and more dialed in, and I've been connecting with people more than ever before. Uh, and it just gives us time to just really rethink things and how we're doing it. And, you know, the new world is, is, is radically different. I mean, how we communicate, look at us face to face now, the speed of, of it, Uh, We're super excited about it. So, you know, you often talk about uh, fear versus faith. And, you know, it's funny because fear paralyzes so many people and, you know, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I haven't no experience. Uh, And they just, you know, make these incredibly, you know, uh, decisions in their mind because they're very fearful. Can you maybe just talk about because uh, I've seen you you talk about this before. Just talk about, you know, sort of mindset when it comes to faith versus fear and, and what we need to kind of move forward.
1: I, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I don't want to oversimplify it, but um, most, most, most of what we don't understand is that we're in charge of whatever we assign an emotional value to a circumstance or a word is. And so if you take a look at fear, And you take a look at economies that are crashing unemployment that is escalating borrowers, not being able to stay qualified for a loan deals falling out, you know, uh, making calls uh, all, all that goes into leveling up your business, making an investment, this, that, or the other thing, You, you have to choose the emotion that you assign to what is most normal. And anytime somebody is doing something that raises their own game, that raises their own bar, there is fear. And fear, again, as a word, can be assigned an emotion. If I take the word fear and I take the typical definition, most fear is worry-based. Most fear is worrying about things that will never happen, and that acronym is false expectations appearing real, right? So we 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 look at uh, we look at environments we're in. We look at societies we're in. We look at we look at economies we're in. We're, we look at disruption that we're in.
0: And we have, to, we
1: have to say, is that really the emotion that I want to assign to a word fear? And for me, as, a, as an entrepreneur and a, and a positivity thinker, I would say no, because that will hold you back, that will paralyze you, and, and you won't win anyway, and then that will make you more fearful, right? So then in, in between that and, and taking a look at fear and saying, okay, um, these are challenging times. You know, and and anybody that understands health and wellness understands that it is the challenge, the physicality, the growth, the nutrition. It's all that we do to to create an environment where um, we've got to face things and 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 rise. So face face everything and rise is still the word fear, but it's not I'm gonna worry about it. It's okay, I got it. I mean it's here. There's I can either stick my hand in the head in the sand. Or I can deal with it. So I'm going to face everything and rise. And then, of course, you take a look at that same word, fear, and you go, what would be the ultimate 180-degree move? Well, the ultimate would be I'm feeling excited and ready. Same four letters, same word, Mm -hmm. but I'm assigning a different emotion to it. And so here's what ends up happening. Faith involves courage. Courage is not easy. If courage were natural, we wouldn't have fear we wouldn't have challenge, we wouldn't have setbacks, you know, and so what we tell people is if you feed your faith and starve your fear, then you push fear out. And there's nothing more important to push fear out than courage, preparation and action. And if you're courageous, you're prepared, and you act, you will push fear out. And then all of a sudden, you're in a smaller population of people that are attracting abundance in the worlds and markets that are not abundant.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah no, it makes a lot of sense, and I mean it's so much is, is, is you know, uh, is preparation and action I mean you know it's funny because there's so many people that think they're keeping really really busy every every day and they're doing all kinds of you know essential tasks and critical things for their business uh, but anytime we do an autopsy on autopsy on it, we, we find often there's time spent that you know isn't on essential you know productive activities so if if I said to you right now, we had you know almost two thousand people on this call um and you could kind of something that you narrow down to your coaching, uh, customers, sort of three crucial, you know, steps and decisions today, uh, what would you identify them to be?
1: Um, so, so it's a, it's a broad question, right? But if I, if I think about, um, our, our solution in the marketplace, which is high trust coaching. And I think about, You know the people that are certified coaches are coaching on a regular basis the three things they're focused on right now is they're focused on on winning they're focused on solving and they're focused on engaging and winning is what is your mindset what is your attitude and how do we keep you every single day engaged in the win and part of that is to understand that if I have an attitude towards positivity, a, pro- a proclivity to seeing the possible, the optimistic, the, the stuff that's good about this, then I can start to take action on to win. I'll give you an example. So right now, if I'm a mortgage broker and um, the market is flooded with refinances and I know that this is a season, Um, to win, I could actually do what most brokers aren't doing right now, and I could go back to some of my key partnerships, and I could be doing business reviews with them. I could be doing 30, 60, 90-day business reviews. Where do you want to be in Q3, and what do we need to do together as partners to set the stage and foundation to get there? That's winning, right? And and the cool thing about doing that in a counter-cyclical environment is you don't have any competition. You know, if I, if, I, if I focus right now on a market where, you know, three out of 10 loans are being done and, and, and not focus as much on the other market, which is seven out of 10 loans, which is refis, there's nothing wrong with refis, recasting loans, doing your <laughs> products. But if I do something that nobody else is doing in the time frame that nobody else is doing it, when the future gets here, then I'm already prepared. So that's winning. What's what are the wins that you need every single day? And uh, again, you win to the degree you have faith. If if you don't have faith, you don't win, period, because you're locked in the grip of fear. So winning is one thing. And I think that, you know, we had about uh, we had about 20,000 views over the last 30 days or so just on kind of winning mindsets. I mean, what does it actually look like? And so we know that that resonates with people, right? I just did a a Facebook survey last week on, you know, what are your biggest pain points? And it was really interesting to see that most of the pain points are solvable by having an attitude of, well, what does a win look like in this area? So that's, that's one thing. The second is solving. I mean, today you must be, whether you're a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, a business owner, you must be solving things today. And that starts with you first. What are the solutions you need in your life right now? What are the solutions you need physically, emotionally, you know, even practically speaking, what do you need to do for you? Because you cannot connect with the outside world, clients and otherwise, unless you're connected with you. So when you look in the mirror and you say, I feel good about me, I'm healthy, I'm doing the right things. Then you extend that attitude to the marketplace. But if you don't feel that way, then you're not going to, you're not going to be able to solve. So solve for you and then realize that if you don't know what your clients need, if you don't know what your employees need, if you're not engaged and asking questions about how can I help you win? then you don't have the ability to solve. And you've got to pay attention. There's this skill set in selling that's called active listening. We spent a lot of time in our coaching company helping people really understand active listening. What active listening means is you're not actively listening. I mean, you are, but you're listening for action. Okay, It's mm-hmm. just the other way around. So I had a CEO probably, I don't know, three, three months ago that, that, that I asked her, I said, how can I help you win? And she said, you can get me a crystal ball. And I'm thinking, wow, a crystal ball. That's all it's going to take. Right. So we had a conversation about why she assigned, you can help me get a crystal ball because she was like, I don't know what to do. I'm not clear on my next step. So within two days, we had a $90 three pound crystal ball sent to her office on a sterling silver stand and it's on her desk today every single day and every time she sees it she's thinking crystal ball let me call Todd crystal ball let me call high trust so solving today we're in a global society right you can find anything you need for anybody instantly
0: so you gotta solve yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I, I just, just for fun, actually there, uh, I just raised a uh, a cup that was, uh, that I'm drinking from today. That was a, a gift from one of our brokers, Linda Walters, and, yep. you know, tap into your uh, potential and, you know, your potential is all about solving problems and convenience and making it easy for others. One of the things that I find, and I want to kind of narrow down some focus and and jump into some, some yep. real uh, yep. uh, uh, sort of direct questions. One of the problems that I see with many mortgage professionals, doesn't matter if they're brand new, it doesn't matter if they're running a $500 million team, uh, is they are often not, you know, focused uh, enough. They're shooting with a shotgun or trying to rather than a rifle. And I've often said some of the best deals I ever make are the ones I don't take because I'm inundated with options and business opportunities and let's go here and add this product. And, you know, um, you and I talked off air about the ability to say no. And, and how vital it is to your business. Like, you know, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do this, and you're not gonna sap my time uh, because I need to be focusing my time every day on what gives me the highest return. And that is typically finding ways to build emotional deposits, to build relationships. So talk to me about saying no and some of those mistakes that those mortgage professionals that you've worked with, uh, you know, how they're distracted and, and how it affects their business.
1: Well, so, so here's something that's really interesting. Um, the more you tolerate what you don't want, the more of it you get. Sure. And it's super, super important to understand that whatever you have an issue with is usually because you don't have a strong personal or professional boundary. And what boundaries do is they put guardrails on your business and life. And if you don't know what you are actually looking for and you don't have strong enough value propositions, you will sadly default to trying to be everything to everybody. An hour ago, I just hung up with a high-performance real estate agent uh, that we did an interview with, and this guy's located in in, uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And he was talking about two years ago, he sold 125 homes and was working 75 hours a week. And he realized that this was not how he wanted to spend the rest of his life. You know, 10, 10 sales a month, that's huge production, right? But his life was out of control, 75 hours a week. He had about $400,000 of his commissions going to expense. And he decided that I'm going to say no to about 4,000 people in my database, and I'm going to say yes to about 100 people in my database and he went after the hundred and out of the hundred he settled that he had really strategic opportunities with 55 of those people and so now his work week is 35 hours a week he's got deep relationships with 55 people and those are the 55 people that love him know him and trust him so he's basically saying no to almost 5,000 people and that's a large-scale decision right. Mm -hmm. We have a, uh, there, there's a session in the new product called Connect, which you can check out at hightrust.com forward slash connect. That's all you have to do. And it's called That's Unacceptable. And the, the whole session, it's an hour video on power phrases, 16 different things you can say that in effect are a nice way to say no. And what we know from uh, all studies, Gary, what we know, we, we know from our coaching, our, our coaching members, have to go through a two-week time journal before we start coaching them so we can figure out where they're saying yes, how much time it is costing them, and what their life would be like if we fixed those things and got rid of them. This is gonna surprise you, and this is for agents and brokers. The average number of individual tasks per week that are unique to one another that these people claim that they're involved in are 26 tasks, 26, 26 Mm -hmm. things that they're trying to get done every day or every week. What ends up happening when we do the analysis and and this is where it's mind blowing, Gary, somewhere between 18 and 26 hours a week are going to these things that they should be saying no to. They should be saying no to it with a technology. They should be saying no to it with a, an assistant or two. I mean, we could dollarize all day long Mm -hmm. real estate, or a mortgage broker, it has cost- you know what, here's what it's doing, Gary, by not saying no, the average mortgage broker has to work 30 years to get done what he could get done in 10. Same with real estate agents. And mm-hmm. so you sit here and you think, what, what is my absolute joy factor, my sweet spot? You know what it's called, Gary? It's called right livelihood. Right livelihood is you're doing what God made you good at doing. You're not trying to get good at what you're not good at. And that's just the dumbest thing in the world you want to go with your strengths. You want to exploit your strengths. If I'm good at connecting, I want to connect eight hours a day. I don't want to connect just an hour a day. Right. So we, we teach, what is your not to do list? What are the, the, the 10 things in the next 12 months that you're going to stop doing? Who are the clients that you're on the phone with and you're going, why am I talking to this person? Right. You know, why, why, am, why did I pick up the phone? if you don't wake up in the morning as a leader, an owner, an agent, or a broker and say, I love my clients. I love this person. I love it. yeah, What good is it to try to fake it? Mm-hmm. What good is it to try and fake it? Mm-hmm. So for, from my vantage point, no is the most powerful money-making idea on the planet and no is the most profound protection mm-hmm. strategy
0: of your mm-hmm. life.
1: We I, get what we tolerate.
0: Yeah. You know, we get what we'll accept. Exactly. I mean, I, I funny because I had a really dear friend of mine, someone I really, really admire uh, and, and, and runs a really good team and does 100 million plus. And, you know, every time we had a meeting, you know, he would show up late right and sometimes a lot late and finally i just said dude like uh, this is not me this is not my thing like you know in a nice way i said beat it and i said beat it with love right because you know honestly like you know what you tolerate is is the life that you'll live and and oh my god i mean he was so appreciative to kind of be corrected and get back on track and you know it's little things like that like we spend our time doing a whole bunch of stuff quite often that you know we've committed ourselves into doing and then you know here's what happens when you commit yourself into doing something down the road days down the road. Well, guess what? That day shows up. And then you go, what the heck did I commit to? And we have to be so focused. A couple of things that I always say to people too. I mean, I am busy, I'm busy, right? And I'm working on it. Those are probably two of the most damaging phrases, you know, in the history of business. I'm working on it means, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I'm working on my business. I'm working on my business. I'm going to get to it. All that means to me is that you're procrastinating. It's just another way to put it off. I'm busy. Well, you're not really busy because when I autopsy your business, and I've done it a ton of times, there's so much crap in your business day to day that you're doing that, you know, you've let somebody, Darren Hardy said it best, and he goes, man, you have to stand guard at the gate of your mind like a fierce warrior, and, and it's incredible, and you have a great book on, 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 you know, time wasting, and you call it Time Traps. And I know we're kind of moving all over, but it's so important because there's so much we can be doing by avoiding those time traps and really focusing. Can you, I wanna get the database as well, but can you, and the importance of it, can you just speak to us about, you know, some of the common mistakes that people are making, some of those time traps?
1: It's, let me, let me, um, There, there's a movie out four years ago. It's called, uh, it was called Collateral Beauty and it featured Will Smith. And, And there was uh, a front end trailer when the movie kind of started and he was talking about um, that advertising is designed to illuminate people's interest in a product or service and and he said, so why are we really here today? I mean, why are we really here? And he said, you know, we're here for three things. We're here for love, we're here for time, and we're here for death. And that may sound kind of crazy, but in the area of time productivity, it, you know, we, we, we must understand that we do not have an unlimited resource of time. It, it, it will continue to come at us all day long, and you can choose to embrace it. You can choose to ignore it. You can choose to be stressed out. You can choose to be peaceful and calm. You can choose all of these attitudes. But in order to, to be able to say no and, and not have traps of time, you have to love yourself, and you have to love your clients, and you have to love what you do. If you don't love what you do, you're not going to do what you do well. And because death happens, it's physical death in the most serious sense, right? That one day our time clock's going to run out. But it's actually the, the physical death hourly or daily that you're actually experiencing and not even knowing it because you are so busy. And so the idea that, that I can't manage time is probably where things start because time's a static and I can't manage a static. I cannot manage 60 seconds and get 65. I cannot manage an hour and get an hour and a half and I can't manage 24 hours and end up with a 27-hour day. I just can't do it, right? That's impossible. Mm. So, the only thing that you can control is what you let in and what you allocate your time to. So, high performance. I've been studying high performance. I did 6,000 real estate loans in 11 years. That, that is like, are you kidding me? How did you do that and have a life? Well, I did it because we put boundaries on how we did it. We delegated where my weaknesses and my sales team's weaknesses were, and we chose clients carefully. We only said yes to clients that we knew we could help. We knew we loved, liked, had values matches with. We didn't say yes to things that would disrupt the culture and disrupt the flow, and right. We teach, you know, we teach what I learned as a brand new mortgage broker when I was 23 out of college. It's if you don't take time to evaluate where your time is going, it is going to go places that is going to shock you. And I mean it legitimately, Gary, when I say if 20 hours a week are being devoted to things that you should say no to, because you're a high performance real estate agent, you're a high performance mortgage broker. Part of those things have to get done anyway. So it's either you do it in non-peak times, or somebody on your team does it, or an efficiency, a technology does it, and you reallocate that time in just 12 months. You've actually doubled your income in 12 months. Our whole theme in high trust coaching is, how do we help you make more money, How do we help you reduce the number of hours you spend making that money? And how do we reduce the stress in your life? You'd be surprised. Everybody right now watching us have this dialogue, by five o'clock today could write down everything over the last two or three weeks that they wish they had said no to. All they have to do is go back in their head and replay the last couple of weeks and write those things down. And then all they have to do is dollarize it. Like if I'm spending two and a half hours a day on unproductive email, and I make $10,000 a deal or a side as an agent or you know, $3,000, $4,000 a Whatever deal as a broker, I, I'm losing, I'm losing $100,000 a month because I'm not saying no to things that are, that are getting in the way. And the other thing I need to say is, is everybody thinks busy is like cool. There's not oh. one person watching this whose paycheck is a reflection of busy there's probably nobody watching this and maybe you know in your company i'm sure you don't give out awards for the broker that works the most hours right (laughs) 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 You, you you acknowledge productivity and 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 here's the here's the chief goal guys the chief goal is how do i make as much money as i can with the right value in the marketplace with as little friction as possible so that I can enjoy the process. And we have people that make in a year, Gary, what other people don't make in 10 years when they start to realize this breakthrough. I got a guy right now that his average income went up $71,000 a month. A month by going through the exercise I just laid out and then figuring out how to add one or two people to his team and then put a couple of efficiencies together. I had a mortgage broker in a seminar three months ago that stood up and fired a real estate agent in front of 150 other people because she said, it's unacceptable. This person calls me every night at 10 o'clock. I keep picking up the phone, which is by the way, the first problem, right? Right. As soon as you make it it okay to have a conversation at 10 o'clock at night, then you're gonna get another one. And everything she had done did not fix this problem. And she was sick of it. She was tired of it. So I just wanna tell everybody, you can make a fortune by learning how to say no, mm-hmm. to triple down, to triple down on the things that make you money,
0: period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, God, we can just go on and on and on. You talk about, you know, both saying no and, and having a narrow focus and, you know, there's nothing more that we can be doing than, you know, making those um, emotional deposits and really connecting with people and, and not disingenuously, not, 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 you know, reaching out and saying all kinds of, you know, like yeah. nice hocus pocus, you know, bullshit, you know, like really, really knowing about people and being kind and, and, and genuine and connecting. And the power of that is amazing. You know, it's funny, because there's, there's multiple schools of thought how to build your business. And, and there's people that do a really good job with advertising, if they have a really, really kind of heart centric message, it can be effective. And, And, you know, but I always say to people before they start spending all kinds of money on advertising and in many ways advertising is a tax that you pay for not having, you know, a connected database and and there's just there's you know i see people all the time and and i i'm redundant on this i mean i i talk about this on every call i must you know be boring people but we're out there we're building new relationships we're buying people lunch and dinner we're sending them tickets we're you know leaving our children and our spouses and we're chasing all this new business all the time and spending all this money right when we haven't even fixed our database we haven't even checked you know, in customers you know customers made it a spotless database so Talk to me a little bit more about database and in your opinion, uh, how important it is and what everyone on this call should be doing just to start. I don't care if you have a database, what can you do to connect and make it stronger to build, you know, what I call, you know, raving fans. I always say when, when people appreciate you and value you for who you are, life gets easier. They open more doors, they make more introductions, they escalate your deals. Like it really is easy once you kind of build that, you know, those, those critical relationships. So, you
1: know, it's it's a it's a question that we could spend a whole day on, right? Right. Because, you know, here here's a here's a a very simple truth. If you want your clients for life, Gary, you have to talk to them during their life. Right. (laughs) People, People laugh when they hear that. Yeah. But with all the technology available today and with all of the social available today, and then with a different way in which you engage customers. And that was the third piece that we started with. You know, We were talking about winning, talking about solving, and now we're talking about engaging. So let me, let me just be straight up with, with everybody that's watching this right now. You're losing millions of dollars in your career, and maybe even a year, because you don't have a database that you have activated you may have a date, you may have a database you market to, you may have a database that you send newsletters out to, you may have that. But if you don't have the data in that database, and the relationships in that database that matter most, you're going to continue to look for new business when we, we wrote a book, my wife and I wrote a book two years ago called five stars, you know, and it was how to earn high trust in the digital market. And it didn't, Didn't matter so much that it was digital. What mattered is the idea that you have got to connect. And if you don't connect, that's why this new product, this new connect resource is so important. If you don't connect, you don't convert. And if you don't convert, you don't have a database. You got a bunch of names that you don't pay attention to. So here's the deal. The deal is that when you close a loan or close a real estate transaction, that client ought to know that that is the first step in a 20-year relationship with you. That's the first thing that has to happen. And then what you need to do is before the sun goes down that day, when that customer closed, you need to set a recurring tab for every 12 months call it an ACR, which is an annual client review for the broker. It's an annual mortgage review for the real estate agent. It's an annual real estate review, okay? And then you're going to put an end date. If I I close that deal right now, then the end date is going to be not 2030, it'll be 2040. And then I'm going to alarm it. So my day, if I'm a real estate broker, if I'm a mortgage broker, my day ought to be at least half, engaging with people that I've already helped once. And we spread that out over the year and your practice now becomes a practice of retention. So you gotta acquire people, okay? Then you gotta blow their mind. And if you blow their mind, then you get to retain them. And if you retain them, then they get to help you build your business. So this guy this morning, just two hours ago, I've got an agent that I'm interviewing. They have taken a person that they closed a an escarron so the mortgage guy and the real estate guy took this person and they started realizing this is the question all of you have to ask this buyer this seller this purchaser what is their scope of influence what is the sphere that they have influence over and then i've got to understand can i help their sphere that's what it has to be we call it the circle of cash flow it's a patented trademark business strategy Listen to this. They now, one realtor, one lender, have three manufacturing plants with 2,700 employees. That's what they're doing. They're, they're not, not spending time with four or 5,000 people. They're spending time with one person who runs three manufacturing plants for a little brand called Hitachi. <laughs> yeah. And what we, what we need to understand, you guys, I've got a guy right now that's closing about 50 uh, real estate loans a month right now. Every single day, he and his team do somewhere around 10 to 15 um, annual mortgage reviews where they're just reviewing the mortgage. I can't figure out why realtors don't have annual real estate reviews with their clients. Mm -hmm. It's like one and done. We think they're going to be in the home seven years. Why have an annual review with them? Mm -hmm. Well, have an annual review because maybe somebody got sick in the family and died. Or maybe the mother-in-law or father-in-law is moving in. Or maybe the kids are now away and going to college, university, and they want to downsize. Maybe they got pregnant three months after settlement and and now they need two more bedrooms. I mean, Gary, we're going broke not staying in touch with our clients. It's absolutely absolutely crazy it, I, what did what did i i'm gonna i'm gonna put you on the spot okay. what did i ask you this morning when we were talking about database before we went live what was the one question i asked you, Do you remember
0: my birthday when is it
1: and yeah. so right here it's six twenty four. morris's birthday why I, mean, I wrote
0: i wrote yours down <laughs> right when, i said when's yours i wrote yours down instantly afterwards <laughs> and sent a message to my assistant to count cal- the uh, put it in our calendar isn't that crazy Great minds so, think so alike, here, or, 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 what or some minds think alike anyway.
1: Well, in between you telling me this and the time we went live, I went to your contact record. I entered your birthday. I entered a recurring tab. I entered it for 20 years, and I'm going to call you every year on your birthday or send you a video or do both because that's what I do. You know, That's we what can, I
0: do. we can, we can talk about this That's funny. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about this, you know, forever and ever and ever, because you know, it's funny. I mean, I've been, you know, super, just incredibly lucky in life and, And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have, you know, I was raised in an average family. We didn't have any extra money. And I think the really, you know, the one thing that I learned early on was, was the power of relationships and, 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 and building them way in advance, you know, of anything, right. Building them because, you know, I like the relationships and it's incredible. It served me well. And I always say to our people and our team leads and our, our mortgage professionals that, you know, guys, the best referral source, the best salesperson in your business is your current customer. But, you know, very few people really figure that out, right? They're always chasing that new business. And, you know, I say to people, I said it to you this morning, I said, please don't send me a birthday card that says happy birthday or Merry Christmas or top of the season or happy Easter. Or that's all like just crap, right? Send me something that says, you know, that you connected like, hey, it's one year later since we first, you know, got together. I see it's your birthday. You're one of the nicest families that, you know, I remember dealing with last year. It's been an absolute privilege. You know, last time we talked, your, dad, your daughter was going to a dance contest. Hope she did well all the best Gary it's it it takes a little bit more longer but they go oh my god do you know how many notes I have in my iPhone of people that I've met and you know stories they've shared with me so next time when I run into them you know I'm, I'm I'm refreshed I mean it's everything is about building relationships and you know a lot of us we don't we don't see that when we talk about database and database marketing you know a lot of us now because i've been really promoting it have you know we have this great you know program that we'll set up for our agents and it sends you know birthday cards with proper words at work and autoresponders and you know 12-month notifications and six-month notifications of mortgage renewal and and so on but it, it's like it's like the military the military never goes in with only an airstrike right they have an airstrike first in order to you know kind of soften them up and then they go in with the ground you know so now you have to have a whole bunch of, of, of connections you have to have the airstrike which is the email the sms the social media you know connection you have to have the snail mail which is now very novel and timely because nobody's sending mail anymore so they get it right. and it actually matters and you have to have that with your with your digital presence and now you can monitor all of your referral sources and your pass customers on social media, you know, so anytime there's something going on in their life, you can reach out. And, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot of time. And, you know, I'm really narrowing this, this conversation down to database because it is, I spoke to a guy yesterday and a guy who's, who's, who I've known very well does a huge amount of business. He goes, Gary, I was in the business for 17 years before I kind of figured my database out. And he goes, my, 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 my business has increased 75 or 80% you know, in the last three years since I, uh, you know, started using my database. Here's a guy that was one of the top performers in the Canadian mortgage space and just didn't get to his database because he was so busy. So, I mean, it's just a, a it's a huge focus.
1: So let me, let me just, I, I wanna park um, on, on just a layer on this that is really, really important, okay? Um, I'd like you to stop calling it, as a society, a database. Because it's not a database. It is a group of people that you have some data on. But if you're thinking it's a database, you're not thinking emotional connection. What you do is you start to think, I have got a responsibility to people that are in my tribe that are following me, that rely on me for guidance, that value what I do. So all I want to do is I want to connect with them. The whole reason I did this connect program, Gary, is because there's too much digital noise right now. There's too much crap getting sent out, emailed out. We're burying society on unsubscribe. We are in a a society right now where we are over promoting and we are under connecting. And I tell people all the time, turn down the promotion, turn up the emotion. I'm going to tell you one story right now. For 27 years at 4 o'clock on August 16th, I've called a guy in Australia who's the CEO of a very, very large mortgage company in Australia partially because we did business for seven or eight years as I helped him get the company off the ground. And then as he was growing it, I wanted to make sure that every single August 17th, a day later than here in the States, (laughs) I called John and I wish him a happy birthday. There was a guy early on 25 years ago that was in John's company that got trained by me that now is the CEO of the fifth largest mortgage company in Australia. I went to him and I said, I want to make an impact in Australia with high trust. Who do you know that I could talk to that might be able to help? I get referred to the largest media company in Australia. And the largest media company in Australia controls banking, finance, brokering, aggregation, mortgage, wealth management, CPAs, attorneys, and military. They have 275,000 active people in their media market. These are people they're influencing. What I need all of you guys to understand is I I don't, I don't get any ROI from people that I have done business with unless I commit to adding value to those people, expecting, demanding, thinking that it's going to be an automatic. You can't do it. So stop, 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 stop. White male marketing. Stop digital noise. Stop sending the same thing right. to everybody and just start having different protocols. We're in a virtual world. Mm-hmm. This, this baby right here can make you a million dollars in commissions if you just use it uniquely mm-hmm. and differently than you mm-hmm. ever have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Stop thinking about it as a database. Harley Davidson does not think it's got a database. It mm-hmm. thinks it has a tribe.
0: Mm-hmm. That's well, what we I- have to do. Yeah, and it's funny because you talk about renaming, you know, it and 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 stop thinking of it as a database. And I love that. You know, I often, you know, coach people and, and say to them, listen, when you're speaking to your past customers, your referral sources, customers you've done business with, stop asking them for referrals, right? Ask for introductions. When you say to a person, hey, listen, would you you, know, do you have any referrals you can you can you can you know introduce me to? Referrals has got this sort of a connotation of an obligation or a commitment oh my god what if i refer somebody and they don't do anything what if they waste your time like nobody but if you say to somebody hey would you mind you know making an introduction to me do you know anyone like everyone likes to introduce people especially if they like you to somebody else and there's no obligation with it and that's all it's our job to build that relationship right but you know it's funny because it's just a little little you know simple tip but it's so powerful when working with you know those people that you know already know like, and trust you
1: Well, and and by the way, the people that know, like, and trust you can do a better job making the introductions to people that know, love, and trust them. And here's the deal for agents and brokers alike. Um, My conversion rate to a new relationship is about 10 times more likely if I have that introduction, symbiotic kind of relationship than if I cold call, buy leads, advertise, do any of that kind of stuff. And the, 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 highest, the highest conversion of a referral into a new relationship comes from like-mindedness around trust and like and wanting to have somebody's back. And you can make a fortune in transactional pursuit. You can make a fortune in relational pursuit. What I have found is that the relational business is about 100 times more profitable than the transaction business in everything worry labor number of people pull through conversion revenue everything
0: yeah yeah no no absolutely yeah. um you know it's 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 interesting because uh, you know I, I find myself now doing working with a lot of uh you know our large teams and our our top performers uh who have been in the business for a long time and make you know make uh, a great living uh and i'm not going and trying to teach them um, you know, how to even bring business in or how to underwrite a mortgage file. I mean, they're excellent at that. They're better at me in that. But what I, what I find more than anything else is um, people are looking for that time that you talk about. And, you know, it's funny because I want your opinion on this. I often, when we're talking to new people, bringing them on board or, or just having a discussion, they sort of defensively go, Yeah, 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 but it's not all about the money. Everything you're talking about is great, but it's not all about, it's not all about the money. And I, you know, I value relationships. And I always say to people, It is never about the money. I agree when you're sacrificing your life your time with your wife or your family or your getaways or you know what you love to do but i believe that you can go to work and you know when you focus on on what you're doing every day in your database and and shooting with a rifle that you can go to, to work every day and work nine to five and i use the term you know kind of slay the you know slay the dragon um and it's funny because it's never about you know, saying to someone, well, it's about the money and I'm going to buy another shiny car or another motorcycle. I'm going to buy fancy whiskey or wine. For me, I always say to people, if you have more and can do more and can become more and learn more and implement more and, you know, shouldn't you, you know, want to, want to be more because, you know, I assure you having the, the opportunity to, you know, take care of my sick brother who, who, who is now in my basement while we get them back on track or do something nice for someone who reaches out, who is struggling, Um, you know, maybe sending your child or someone in your family to a better, you know, college or university. It's never about, you know, like rah, 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 making money. And when you build those relationships, you know, obviously your income just increases. Uh, But you know, you're not chasing it because it's the almighty dollar. You're chasing it because of the freedom that it gives you. It allows us to, to hire, you know more people, better quality people, reward them better. You know, and and that you know, as they say, uh, raising tides rise all boats, right? So I want to talk about about people, right? And it's one of the biggest misses when I coach these these top performers, and when I have guys that are bringing over these large offices. You know, I'm not talking to them as I said about about you know. Uh, how to generate mortgages I'm talking to them about how to run profitable defensible efficient predictable businesses and it's all about the people can you talk to us about taking care of your staff and the people and what's important and how to hire them and a whole bunch of different stuff
1: is that sorry that (laughs) was
0: let me let me narrow that down no 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 I got it I got it let me let me
1: say I don't want this to sound like I'm disagreeing with you but I want to say to everybody It actually is about the money in the sense that you're spending life force, not making money for the labor you're giving. And what I wanna have people understand is we don't pursue money because we feel that we need it or that we've gotta have pride around it or any of that. Money is a byproduct of the value exchange in the marketplace, it's that simple. So if you're gonna give 40 hours of your life every week to a job, would you rather make money for 40 hours or make money for 10? And the answer is you're going to rather make money for 40, not 10. And so then if you have that mindset, then it gets down to how do I build a team around me? So that is all I do. I have a friend of mine who's a dentist and makes about $6 million a year. And seven years ago, he was not happy and probably broke. And he was doing all the procedures. He was doing all the the minor stuff and doing all the major stuff. And I said to him, I said, Paul, what do you really love doing? He says, I love restoration dentistry. I said, once you build your practice around doing what you love, you're really good at it. And that's the thing that pays the most money. And And he says, what do I do with the rest? And I said, hire three other dentists who are 20 years younger than you and let them do the other stuff and build the life that you want. And so now he works 30 hours a week. He takes about 15 weeks off a year. He's making $6 million a year. It is about the money. It's about the money and it's about the joy. And everybody on his team realizes that when he's a happy, purposeful, dialed in leader, the culture, and this is the culture trumps strategy. You got to have the right culture, which means you've got to have the right people. Darren talks about all the time, A team, A team, A team. You can't hire a B player and turn them into A. You certainly can't hire a C player and move them into A. You got to hire A's and then the A's can go to A plus and then it attracts a whole different type of people. So it's about the money. It's about being profitable. It's not about, it's not about trying to make the money without value. It's about really giving value. So here's the deal. Look at North America, look at Canada, you can look worldwide, but if we just take this continent, forget Mexico for just a second, in Canada and the US, 79% of citizens report that financial stress is the biggest stress they have in their life, and this is before COVID. Right. So if money's not if money's not important, how come eight out of 10 right. say, it, say it is, right? Man. So here's the job. The job that you and I have as brokers and agents is to help people win, help them win smart, help them win financially. If I have employees, I want my employees to win financially. I want to set goals. I want to pay them well. I want to overpay them. I want to reward right. them in surprising ways. I want to give them a bonus when they're not expecting it. One of my, one of the gals on my team loves St. Thomas and Deb and I were just talking cause she's working her butt off. Right. And so you want to honor that. And I don't know, it was four or five months ago and, and Deb just said, why don't we give her a bonus? Why don't we just give her a check? And we wrote a $5,000 check and said, thank you. Yeah. You know, and it's just like not part of her comp plan, not part of what she was going for, not part of her goals, part of her dream and part of acknowledging that we appreciate everything she's doing to right. build this brand leaders have to understand you have followers and you have followers who either follow you because they want to or they follow you because they have to and if you have a half to culture you're never going anywhere mm-hmm. if you have people following you because they want to it's only be it's only going to be because they believe in you they see how you value them and they want to to do the journey with you and they're better off with you than without you. So it gets uh, down to that. Two so, things, two, two things. Yeah, please. If, in doubt, if in doubt about a hire, pump the brakes and say no. If in doubt, say no, pass, wait, and then get out of your own way. I'm a good interviewer. I am nowhere near as good as the two other executives on my team and all three of us, We'll make a decision together, and if any one of us doubts a hire, we don't make it.
0: Mm. Okay, uh, yeah. So, so I want to actually, I want to jump in on that. Uh, that first. So I mean, my long sort of you know rant was exactly what you said it is all about the money because we only have so many hours in our life right there's a finite, a finite amount and we want to do everything that we can do in order to build this you know incredible relationship which gives us this incredible life and there's a lot of things that we can do to help others and make our lives easier it's never about the money for necessarily material things it might be in the early days until you have some dough and then you you know start getting rid of some of that stuff um it's funny because um we talk about the people that is where i see the biggest gap so if i have mortgage professionals that have teams and have underwriters and you know people who are working on documentation uh the stress for them is there's a high amount of turnover and they can't keep them happy and they won't work as hard as they want and you know it's funny if you're running a team today and you don't show everyone on your team evidence of progress so they don't know where they can go or how they can achieve more or how they can reach an incentive then all of a sudden going to work every day especially if they have 20 years left seems like a life sentence right? And I always say when you have a, if you're running a franchise and you have a whole bunch of brokers that work for you, a lot of those brokers one day are going to wake up and want to be you. So you have to make sure that you have a mechanism in place from day one that teaches them where they can grow to and gives them opportunities. And maybe they can have a team under yours and you're stronger together, you know, um, incentivizing people either, whether it be a pat on the back or financially, it's funny. I'm just reading. I had a friend of mine, David Chilton on this call last week. Uh, well, author of The Wealthy Barber, and I asked him his favorite book, and I'm going to ask you uh, before I end the call, and uh, it was the Charlie Munger book, right, Poor Charlie, and the Almanac, and it's a collector's edition. I bought one on, online, but um, and one of the things that I circled right away was show me the incentive, and I will show you the outcome, Charlie Munger, and we forget about that. We just are always, you know, like, capping our staff for more and more and more and more without letting them you know what, like personal development, and get better and, and sharing the incentives and the growth. And it's so important. Any comments you want to make? Because you just gave us a fine example of what you do. And I also want to, um, once you finish that, um, just go back and I want to talk about the $6,000 egg. Because I think that's a lovely story people are going to really okay. resonate with. Sure, yeah. So I,
1: I think the thing that I would say is um, um, one of the books that I read in the last two months I really like, it's called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Sanger. And it's all about understanding that everything happens for a reason, right? Every moment we find ourselves in is a moment that is presenting itself to us that is a function of everything, right? So where we are, where we are in society, where we are in business, our own business, where we are economically. I mean, just stuff presents, right? And so the, the moments that happen in our lives are there for a reason and how, how, how we handle that moment determines how we get through it and what's next, right? And I think that there's a curiosity factor that we have lost in life. And when you when you remain curious to situations that are happening, instead of feeling woe is me, you can see the breakthrough. I did an audio lesson 20 years ago called silver lining thinking, meaning that every gray, gray cloud, every stormy moment in our life has something in there that is positive, that is the lesson. And so I think that it, it's, it's really about taking a look at and how do I handle the moments, right? And how do I handle that kind of, that kind of thinking? And if we, if we do that, then the doors are wide open and you can just sit here with this like element of, wow, that's happening to me. And now I can see, what do I do with that? There's a curiosity. So I, I think that's, that's super powerful. The $6,000 egg, and, and everything about customer loyalty is really a, a decision of value. And um, I don't know where you wanna go with this, but I know, I know we have a couple minutes, but uh, the short story is, Deb and I would always go to a restaurant Sunday after church and, uh, and they had some turnover in management and we went to this restaurant and uh, we asked for a, a cheeseburger and we were gonna split it and we asked them to put an egg on the cheeseburger. And, um, the, the bartender said, I think we can do that. He went back to the kitchen and the kitchen said they wouldn't do it. <laughs> and the long and short of it is after three different requests, a simple egg on a cheeseburger was not happening. And I was really frustrated because we would spend about 500 bucks a month with our clients in this restaurant. And, um, and they, the, the manager came up and said, I understand you have a problem. And, and i You know, I said, I don't have a problem. I think you guys have a problem. She said, what do you mean? I said, I just, I come here every weekend and I just ask for an egg on my cheeseburger and nobody seems they can do it. She said, it's not our policy. We're uh, we're, we're not going to, you know, and I said, what do you mean it's not our policy? She goes, we have a special this morning that's waffles and eggs and we give you an egg for your cheeseburger. We're not going to have enough eggs for our waffle special, which was like 16 bucks. So she made a $16 decision. Okay, to protect whatever the company's policy was, and she lost a $6,000 a year customer. What made this story so fascinating is we walked 100 feet to the right and went into Whole Foods just to see how much eggs were, and they were 30 cents an egg. There was a restaurant in Whole Foods called Back Bay Cavern. We went in and talked to the bartender and told her what happened at this other restaurant, and she said, at Whole Foods, we're taught to say yes. So Deb hits me under the table and she says to Sandy, she goes, we would like a garlic Parmesan and bacon pizza and we'd like an egg on it. And she said, we can do that. (laughs) So 100 feet between two places that provide food, one was can't do that. The other is can do that. I wrote a blog, Gary, and it got shared 400,000 times in three months. And a publisher called us and said, would you write a book? on the $6,000 egg? And we said, yes. And now that restaurant has about a million negative impressions because of a 30 cent egg.
0: It's funny and I love that story and thank you for sharing it. It's funny because when I started Dominion Lenny Centers, uh, 2006, there was a sign shop right next door to our first office. And I walked next door and I had two signs made up and one was yes, why a yes? Still sits in my office today. Right. And it was to always remind me that we have to find ways to say yes. And when we can't say yes, we have to find really gentle ways to explain why. And usually most people understand that, you know, when it's a difficult yeah. decision and you have to explain why kindly that you can't do it. But we look to say yes every single time. And my business partner, Chris Kade, who's still my partner today, used to always say why not? So I, for me, it was why yes, and it was why not? So I had two signs made, right? Both blue illuminated. One was yes and his was why why not why not still hangs in his office yes still hangs in my office and it's it's incredible it's just it. it really becomes a mindset right like and so many people get stuck in policies and they won't do stuff and it's not it or you know so it's crazy thank you i love that story i just think yeah. it's such a, a simple demonstration of you know little things that can make the difference todd um we might go a couple minutes over here because I want to talk about coaching a little bit. Now, listen, uh, you know, you came on here as, uh, as all of my guests have and didn't ask for a thing. And when I asked you if you would do this, you responded in two minutes and said, great. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, but I have said to everyone forever, I don't care where, I don't care how, I don't care who, but get some coaching and get some accountability right like it will change your life um and i know you have a coaching program and and i know there's a lot of canadian mortgage agents as well as you know u.s agents and other agents around the world that have either been to one of your programs your sales mastery um you know so i constantly I study business religiously. I love it. It's my passion. And, you know, I'm always looking and reading and curating a podcast and making notes and, you know, that sort of stuff. And I know you're much the same. Darren is much the same. You know, anyone, any of our top performers are are much the same, the very best athletes in the world. They're world famous. They're, you know, credited with every award. Uh, They constantly study game tape after they get off the, you know the masters, and they go and hit some more. You know balls on the on the driving range. Uh, talk to us about the importance of coaching uh, and where to start. And of course, you know we want every, I want everyone to go to hightrust.com, dot com. You know, and and you got a, a free program on there. It'll resonate for some, some it won't. But whether it's you or anybody else or online, I think it's a, a really important. You know that that self development. Can you give us your thoughts around that, and in your opinion? How valuable coaching is, and what it has done for your life.
1: Well, I so I spend a hundred thousand dollars a year on coaching as a CEO, and it's just straight up. I mean, I've been doing it since I was twenty three, and and one of the things I learned early on is that you know whatever you want to make and whatever business you want to do, you've got to prepare to invest a percentage of that into you know, getting and becoming your best version of you. So what coaching is about is it's about becoming the best version of you possible. That's what it is. High trust coaching exists to help agents and brokers create a different life experience. What is that life experience? That life experience is I'm going to work less hours. I'm going to make more money per hour and I'm going to have less stress in my life, and I'm gonna be healthy, balanced, and I'm gonna have a whole different mental approach to living well, right? And so when we look at that, we started thinking, um, you know, what does that look like in terms of um, the best practices? And the best practices are we, we help people figure out life and how business can fit in life to give you both. I'll give you one example. We got a gal right now that closes, 50 transactions a month and works three days a week period we got a guy that went from 4200 hours a year and about 50 bucks an hour all the way down to 1800 a year and about 150 dollars an hour all we're trying to do is help people figure out legitimately how to balance life work and all that goes along with that by making strong choices by learning how to say no, by only working with the people you love, working with fewer people and adding more value. And so every other week, our certified coaches who I personally select work with everybody, uh, agents, brokers, every two weeks. And it's it's uh, it's a it's called the Go Zone. And we work on what's next. What did you do last week? What did you do this week? And what are we going to do in the next month? And we do that every single time, 24 coaching sessions a year. And it's interesting. the The, the ROI is about, six to seven X a month. You know, if you spend $700 on coaching, it's not uncommon to make five or six or $7,000 oh. more in a month. Mm, so yeah. why, why would we not, we, we invest in the stock market, but the return on the stock market pales in comparison to what <laughs> yeah. the ROI can be in our own business. Yeah. So we always want to start there. And, um, and, and for us, what coaching does is it just, it simplifies life it expands joy and happiness we got one gal that went from $30 an hour to $800 an hour Gary in mm-hmm. 5 months mm-hmm. 5 months mm-hmm. what would you do if you could take a $50 an hour paycheck and turn it into a $500 an hour paycheck and that's what we do and it's not it's not because we want to help people bank more money we want to have them understand the money they're losing no, I, by I, not I, having
0: yeah i mean you you yeah, and, I, and thank you. You explain it really well. I mean, so I'm the converted. I also I'm I've been investing in you know uh, coaching and and CEO groups and teams and for years and years and years and years. And honestly, the more I do, the better I get. And I look at at agents and I look at you know owners and I look at real estate uh, professionals and they grind over every dollar in commission and they want a few extra beeps per deal. And I said, my God, if you just spend a little bit you know more time you know uh, getting good at your business and focusing and learning from those who have done it before you and have. Made all those critical mistakes uh you know i just I, like i i say the same thing i don't care where you get it from right uh just get it just get some right i'm doing this whole program now on this level up series and this is what you're on today the level up series and and people you know it resonates they they, they love it because they understand that there's you know it doesn't matter where you are in your life doesn't matter how much business you you do today how much money you make there's another gear there's another level and, and I think you're a fine example of that. Todd, you and I are going to do this again. Actually, I have some ideas because I, as, right. I you, as I hear you and I speak, I, I think that we, we bring on a lot of really good discussions. I think that are important. Um, you know, as you know, our company, we, we originate more mortgages in Canada than any other uh, Canadian bank. Uh, and we have the very finest uh, team in, in the country and Uh, I just, I know on behalf of all of them, they're so grateful uh, for you being on today. You can find Todd, um, you know, any of his social media handles are Todd Duncan official. His website is uh, hightrust.com. For any of you on this call today, also, um, if you got something out of this call, if it was valuable, the only thing I ask of you is just to go on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or something and just say, hey, just had a great call with Gary Morris and Todd Duncan. Um, there's a lot of people out there who, who, who you know, uh, will be inspired and and love to learn, and uh, we'd like to continue to share that on these calls going forward. So yeah. if you do that for us and tag us, tag both Todd and I, yeah. that would be great. Uh, big news, guys! Next week, next Thursday, we have uh, a dear friend of mine, a guy by the name of Jim Tre He is the longest-running dragon on the hit Canadian series Dragons Den. He is also the founder. I went from RCMP to a Canadian restaurateur icon. He owns Boston Pizza, and uh, we're going to talk about him. What it takes as an entrepreneur to build the business right? Just the sacrifice, the hard work, and some of the challenges and trials and tribulations that you're getting year in, year out. Because the only thing I can promise you in life uh, that's constant is change. And life is not easy. It's often a disruption. The difference is those that, you know, can work through that and can keep that positive mindset uh, typically uh, survive and thrive. Todd, any last uh, words that you want to say to our group before we sign off?
1: Yeah, I think uh, just two things. You get to decide the life that you want and your choices matter. So that's number one. If you want to experience where we could help you out, just go to hightrustcoaching.com and have a free conference call with us there's no strings attached and yeah. I got to tell you something there's thousands of people that their life has been made better because they have somebody by their side to help them win Gary it's a pleasure to be with you it's Thank good you. to be by your side and help your brokers yeah. and agents in, and I appreciate you helping me win too
0: yeah you know what I loved I had one of our comments from uh, Pete uh, up in Vernon a great guy and he said Gary I love the fact that you started early on this conversation about ways to say no because we all take on yeah. too much shit and I love the way you ended it with with how to say yes right like it's so wonderful because they interact perfectly right say yes to all the things that are important that are going to build relationships and say no to all the time traps and all the bullshit that crosses your plate every single day that robs you of your progress so with that thank you guys again please go online we are going to be uh posting this uh love uh the fact that all of you turned in thank you for spending just over an hour with us mr duncan i'm going to call you off air here shortly uh and i want to talk a little bit more because i have a, a really great idea be well, Perfect. talk soon, right. and thank you,
1: guys. you. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye.